welcome back to Let's Talk Music. It's been a while and my sincere apologies that I haven't gotten down to releasing this episode sooner. I must warn you that we recorded this episode right at the beginning of 2022. So given how dynamic the NFT scene in the music industry has been, a few portions might seem a little outdated. However, that said, it doesn't take away from the significant milestones that my guest in this episode has achieved. If you are an avid follower of the independent music scene in India, you will definitely know who my guest is. He made history in 2014 by becoming the first Tamil artist to release a crowd-funded album, Aragapurachi. He is known for his hard-hitting lyrics and compositions which have incredible depth and strong social messaging. He founded and was also frontman for the independent Tamil rock band Kurangan. He is no stranger to the Tamil film industry either. You would have seen his work in the movies Metro Malai, Darala Prabhu, Rocky, just to name a few. And he made history yet again in 2021 by becoming the first Tamil artist or perhaps even the first Indian artist to sell an NFT of the original demo version of his song Vasanam to the infamous NFT collector Metacoven. for a whopping number roughly equaling inr 1.5 crores yes i am talking about kebar vasagi i'm very happy to have kebar vasagi with me as my guest on this episode welcome to let's talk music kebar and thank you for taking time out to speak to me i know this is this has been uh, an episode that i've been wanting to do with you for quite some time and i'm glad that we finally are able to do it so welcome once again oh. Thank you, thank you for having me, Sandhya. Like I, I, I've learned so much from your podcast, uh, from like all the previous guests that you've had on, and uh, you know I've learned so much about music rights and and how the law works. So I'm um, really, really excited to be here and talking to you. So thanks for having me. And yeah, I mean you're more than welcome, and I'm really glad that you know uh, the podcast has been helpful. Um, you know we've been interacting for quite some time and you know uh, even as uh, as an artist like to be able to work with you and you know advise you it, it's been it's I've, i've been seeing so much of you in the last like two years and i think uh, everyone deserves to know you know what your journey has been as a musician and how you got okay. into music and i'm aware of a lot of it but i think it will be interesting for us to like begin with an introduction to kebar the artist um, how your journey has been so far how you got into music as a profession and also more importantly the messaging you have maintained in your art right so um It's interesting that you be, like I, I guess from the outside it looks like messaging, but or or th- that like I don't think about it like that. So in, in any case, yeah, um, yeah. so I I started off uh, from very young age. I wanted to be a writer. Um, mm. So I've always been writing and try to write you know short stories, poems, and all of that. Uh, some point in college, I realized you know writing a book is like a lot of work. Um, <laughs> so I decided that okay, it's it's very hard to write books. So so what do we do? That is like a little bit easier, a little bit more possible. Huh. That was the time when I I was listening to a lot of like you know um, rock and like uh, hip hop and whatever was popular, like all the English songs that were like popular at that time. Mm. Uh, when um, I came across this track called Madhyatrand by Yogi B and Nachitra. So mm. this was two thousand six. 
I was in college and that 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 time that track was like uh, there was before like you know youtube uh, it was before the internet yeah. was uh, was like had like 75% po- uh, penetration in india and all of that so yeah yeah at that time people were uh, sending this file to each other on bluetooth or infrared and it went viral <laughs> oh like God. that <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And one day like one of my one of my college friends he just like ran into my room um mm. and uh he was very excited and he, and I heard the song on one earphone and he he was hearing it on the other earphone. Mm. I, and I was just like spellbound because uh the 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 track was uh it was very illuminating for me because up until that point all of the Tamil songs that I'd heard uh were all like Tamil film songs and that's kind of like what yeah. most people listen to right? you think about tamil to, yeah, music yeah, yeah you think about tamil film songs and that's mm-hmm. great and all but the thing with tamil film songs is uh, it's a commercial product and yeah. uh, often times when you're in a space where you want to listen to something honest something um, you know where the artist is really like also. yeah yeah really like you know uh, uh, you know that that person is speaking from their heart you know you want to listen to mm. something honest like that mm. uh tamil cinema is probably not the place where you're going to hear that so yeah i don't uh, think any I cinema mean, you will so yeah <laughs> yeah any cinema is because like the, 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 the i mean i it's 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 not like you know i'm not saying it's uh, it's good or bad i'm not putting yeah, any value yeah. judgments on it but that it's a different uh, kind of listening experience right correct, correct. um So for me Madai Tarandu was the first time that a Tamil song impacted me on that level where I felt like oh my god this this uh, Yogi B is is like he's talking about his journey he's talking about his life as an artist mm. and mm. Uh, that's how I discovered the Malaysian uh, kind of music scene Tamil the music, music scene. scene yeah 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 uh, and that kind of inspired me to start writing in Tamil uh, mm. so uh like the 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 songs that i connected with tamil songs that i connected with before that were all like very old songs mm-hmm. like songs that came out in the 50s and 60s and uh mm-hmm. that period when uh when they would start songwriting with lyrics and then they'd go mm-hmm. to the melody and, and things melody, like that correct. yeah so uh you know i i think as a listener i've always been drawn to uh uh songwriters <laughs> the emphasis mm-hmm. on the writing the lyrics yeah so yeah. Yeah so at uh, 2006 I started writing songs in Tamil uh mm. and 2008 I started my YouTube channel um mm. so that was like I I think uh, um that was like a there was a huge <coughs> thing for me because like I re- when the minute I saw YouTube I read so in my college <laughs> they used to have these magazines and all that so I yeah. read about this website called YouTube in 2006 or 7 in I yeah. think uh, time or like one of wired or one of those magazines mm. that my college had a subscription to and i was like wow what is this it's so amazing like you can stream videos that you know i mean obviously you had streaming videos before but it was always a clunky experience yeah um once i went to youtube uh, i was like hooked i was like okay this is this is going to be like a huge platform kind of like mm. had that intuition very early but mm. you know like i i i didn't really <laughs> do any videos or anything i just like <laughs> upload my demos on youtube um, right. and slowly from there like an audience started to build uh and uh, i also had like i was a part of a lot of writing groups uh, hmm. on orkut and like you know things you like that oh my god orkut 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was there. So last <laughs> blast from the past. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Huh. So after that uh, in 2010 I realized okay I'm not going to I'm not going to complete my degree. I realized that you know engineering mm. is not the uh, not my thing. Like 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 yeah. you know every other person Most right? a lot of artists, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. No, I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, so after that, I came to Chennai. I found like a job at a startup, and mm. I started to try to do this music thing on the side because I didn't know anything about music, right? I didn't know uh, how you would record. Uh, huh. I, 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 you like, like any knowledge? So yeah. Yeah, I, I had no uh, formal training. Training, um, yeah. and uh, like everything i learned was through youtube or through like you know ultimateguitar.com uh, yeah. i just picked up like very basic guitar skills and my my so i could do everything really like <laughs> poorly <Yeah. laughs> i wasn't like really good at any one thing so <laughs> but i That's i knew modest, that you know okay. huh. no but at that point it was it was like true right uh, i think i've mm. gotten a little better with in everything now but at that time that's true like um, i couldn't record to a click track uh i mm, couldn't sing mm. on key like i went to record a studio that typically records like carnatic musicians and stuff because one of my friends oh, wow. said like hey i know this studio let me take you there <laughs> so i went there and the recording engineer was a was a he was a very uh, esteemed person in that in that scene the carnatic scene um okay. so he he got really he got really upset with my <laughs> my session <laughs> is super upset with it uh is oh, like you're God. not you're not singing in key your your guitar is not under them like what are you doing what are you trying to do and all of that um <laughs> but anyway so yeah. but i had this conviction that you know like i was i that my songs uh like i was writing the kind of songs that tamil cinema would not or could not produce and i thought mm-hmm. that there was a there was there's definitely a few people at least who would like this kind of music mm. um so that was kind of my intent from the start is to kind of write the songs that uh, other people probably won't uh, think of mm-hmm. or probably won't write because you know doesn't make commercial sense or whatever it is so mm-hmm. um i started that uh, then then i found uh, like the orchid groups that i had been a part of uh, when i was in co- so i i went to college in tanjavur Uh, hmm. I grew up in Coimbatore. So Chennai hmm. was like even coming to Chennai was a huge culture shock for me. Um, yeah. And uh, all the all the online friends I made on Orkut like a lot of them were in Chennai and that's how I started to uh, you know I, uh, there was a writing group in Chennai at that time that hmm. I was a part of. We used to meet regularly and critique each other's work and all of that. And that hmm. was like my first audience so I tested out my songs there and then they would tell their friends and Uh, simultaneously i was putting stuff up on soundcloud and youtube so apdi vandu right. you know uh, yeah. that's that's how like slowly an audience built um yeah, i don't know where to stop <laughs> i'll just keep on no, going no, so I'm, yeah yeah go ahead go ahead because i'm i'm curious to know because there is a there is a pattern right like you have yeah, even yeah, even the kind of music that you have composed and that you've written uh yeah. it's it's not the usual it's not just about like a like a heartbreak or you know it's there it's it's very deep so that's where that's why i'm that's what i'm going at like you know right, I, uh, right. for example uh, i think um, your your first album was crowdfunded if i'm not mistaken yes yes yeah. so 2010 i came to chennai by hmm. around 2011 2012 i figured out okay 
uh there's not much happening in terms of like non film music so wherever mm. i wanted to perform also they would say you know why don't you sing a few film songs first and mm. then like mm. you can sing one of your songs i'm like <laughs> no you have you don't <laughs> <Yeah>. understand <laughs> that's yeah. that's not what i'm going to do so i took a like i took a stand uh even before i performed for the first time i took a stand i would never perform a film song anywhere Mm, right mm. um i would not perform a song that i did not write that was the idea mm. and mm. at that time it was like a very i mean now it's pretty common for like artists to do that i guess but at that time it was it was uh, people yeah. were like yeah people were like what are you doing what are you saying like they didn't understand it mm. then in 20 uh then a, a collaboration went viral that was like a huge uh a yeah. huge tipping point moment because when when collaboratory went viral was when i realized okay internet is mainstream now like yeah. youtube yeah. is a mainstream platform at that point correct correct yeah um, uh, that that was a tipping point and then right after collaboratory went viral uh, clubla mabla went viral so that was ah, also yeah okay yeah correct yeah uh, hip hop tamra so that was the track that introduced the word independent music to most people in tamil nadu right mm-hmm. um people uh, you, you talk about on, independent regional music right especially independent tamil yeah, music yeah mm. yeah and so yeah. i'm i'm like i'm not talking about any audience outside of tamil nadu or, or yeah, yeah, like no, outside yeah. the tamil audience uh, because that's <laughs> that's my world <laughs> i don't really know got what it, happens uh, outside so um so that once like once that happened i realized okay like now i'm late to this party <laughs> i have to like put an album out uh, so i i yeah. i, I I I didn't know I didn't have the financial uh, means to do it myself so mm. I thought okay I I let's do crowdfunding because at that time I I read about Amanda Palmer and and she had a mm. TED talk I think where mm. she was talking about how she crowdfunded her album crowdfunding was a very uh mm. cool thing that people were doing in the west I guess so I I thought yeah, okay let yeah. me try that yeah and uh, th- like so uh, the first place that i performed at was this uh, was this event called justice rocks which is organized every year by vetiver collective their mm. uh, uh, environmental environmental i don't know if i'm saying that word right organization they huh. uh, they use um, you know they do uh, rti stuff and they use google yeah. maps data to see you know uh, to keep track of where, environmental stuff yeah, yeah keep track of like corporations and people who are like basically sp- Uh, messing up the environment messing up yeah, the environment yeah yeah like the kodaikanal won't uh, sofia mm. shroff that was yeah, that was them yeah. that is them yeah so yeah, yeah. so uh, so yeah justice rocks was where i performed first and that led me to like meet a lot of people who were regulars there so i then after mm. that i met uh, siddharth hande through that and he organized he was doing something called supportive cities at that point which was basically mm. was getting a little more established artists mm. to perform and mm. you and he would collect the the ticket sales would go to like a new artist that was the model oh uh, okay so nice. he, uh, okay. they were doing that for a few years and um, mm. i think i was the second artist that they helped to uh, raise funds for at that time i was nice. also doing my 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 crowdfunding online so yeah. all of that put together i raised about a lakh and change um this is what so, year again 2012 huh? 2014 2014 that's i yeah. that's actually like great money you know in like 2014 like crowdfunding for an album for an independent album that was that's that's a pretty big deal <laughs> yeah i mean it wasn't it was like i think nobody had done that before uh, no yeah so so it was I'm not mistaken, I, i mean i was 
I think uh, was your your album your album was the first crowdfunded Tamil album. To to the best of my knowledge, yes. Right right yeah, after that, like uh, uh, Purva did like an album, and that was on a much right. larger scale. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. they yeah. did it on a much larger scale. Uh, yeah. But uh, I mean, they could have been you know thinking about it around the same time that I was also. Uh, hmm. But hmm. but I I think like uh, I I I did it slightly ahead of them. uh so yeah. to to the best of my knowledge i i was the first but first like tamar independent like album to be crowdfunded then um what happened was uh like so first of all i didn't believe that it would happen you know that was like an experiment <laughs> okay let's see <laughs> so yeah. i didn't go i i i did it on this website called fundline which was a startup then and since then they've okay. closed so <laughs> there is no <laughs> <laughs> so i have some yeah. screenshots but apart from yeah. that like there's no other proof <laughs> yeah there's no other proof uh, so yeah. like centralized system so anyway so that happened and um uh, during that time so when i was a part of this writing group i i met a lot of people who used to like come mm-hmm. and one of the people i met through uh the writing group was uh, this guy uh, called uh, vignesh uh, sundaresan right ah metaco so okay. Yes. So I yeah. mean he he was Vignesh at that point. Yeah, um, yeah. It was before he he got into crypto it was Of uh, course, yeah. So he, he was uh, he was working in Chennai at that time and he came, mm-hmm. he used to uh, on and off he used to come to these writing group meetups and all of that. I knew him mm-hmm. like that. And um but by the time I was doing the crowdfunding he was already uh, he was at that time he was in Canada uh, I think mm-hmm. and he was uh, mm-hmm. already into crypto. So he okay. told me um uh, i said like i like to contribute to your album but can i do it in crypto can i give you like one bitcoin okay mm. <laughs> this is when being that time the, in 2014 in 2014 yeah oh so, wow <laughs> you know uh, being like being the, what is this bitcoin <laughs> yeah exactly so i i i was just reading that email the other day i went huh. back to read what i'd written to him and i'd basically said, said like uh, uh bit space coin is like an amazing innovation like whatever but i don't know how to use it <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. I'd be very <laughs> I'd be very uh, happy if you could like uh, give that value to me in like INR and all of that. So he contributed uh-huh. I think uh, he, like single-handedly even my cr- first crowdfunding like his contribution mm. was about uh, 10 or 15% of the total amount that I raised. Oh, so, okay. Mm. Uh, so he's a most... he's an early supporter basically. Like he's been there from Yeah, the yeah, yeah. He's been there. So he he's he he met me Uh, mm. around the time that i was doing like you know my first justice justice rocks and things like that so right. uh, we've known each other since and i met him before he got into crypto <laughs> so ah, yeah yeah uh, so we we met in our early 20s basically and that was it was very random right like i yeah. i didn't like anticipate running into somebody like that and i probably mm. for him also it was like that at that time mm. but yeah so this whole crowdfunding thing happened after that like you know i that album really didn't go anywhere but after that album came out it it mm. had a very small uh, following mm. it also led to let me to meet like a few other like patrons basically mm. Mm. um so that's i kind of realized that okay this 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 music itself it doesn't have that much of mainstream appeal or uh, the numbers mm. don't work in a in a typical like for me to put out an album and yeah on youtube and like okay like youtube revenue is going to feed me like my songs don't no. have that kind of a thing yeah, so yeah. uh and 
I don't I don't really want to or I, I don't really know how to also uh, make like yeah. mass appealing songs and that's not my thing so mm-hmm. how do I make this work for me is something that you know I've, I've constantly struggled with like especially like the financial aspect of it right yeah yeah um, and and most of the time it's it's been basically like okay like I'll figure out how to sustain myself I'll survive right mm. you know i'll mm. i'll do some part time work or i'll i'll get money from my fam- uh, my friends my family was like <laughs> completely <laughs> they were like get a job <laughs> like don't <laughs> don't hassle us so yeah um, my my girlfriend was like very supportive i eventually like we married but she was of my course. girlfriend at that time so uh. sh- she was like supporting me but like in order to record in order to like you know put the music out i i needed money and that was always coming from patrons like you know meta coven and like a few others uh, who yeah. probably don't want to be named and uh, yeah. okay. and also like generally <laughs> we we uh, like every time we needed money to record i'd like you know do like a uh kind of like a private crowdfunding so i okay. i have a newsletter right i'd have like a whatsapp list uh, of very hardcore fans like people reach out and say like hey next time you uh, need money ask me so mm, um mm. because there so was something i was constantly doing investors <laughs> no i mean these are technically investors in your i mean if you're looking at your art as uh, a product and they are investors if you're looking at it from business terms right yeah i mean but the thing is investors means like you have like an understanding that when or if you make a profit you going to give them returns and things like that um Correct. so these these people are giving me money with the understanding that okay this is this is not going to come back <laughs> so <laughs> I, okay so, i hear you yeah <laughs> so they're not investors they're patrons they yeah, patrons, they believe yeah, in yeah. my work they 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 think that what i'm doing <laughs> needs to exist and they understand that the market may not uh, value it the way that they mm, value it mm, so mm. they're willing to you know what whatever it is they're willing to support me like some people uh, like there's a lot of people who given me like 100 200 500 rupees and like so many people like that right it's not just yeah. like a, a, a few like but then there've also been patrons like metacoven who would like mm. give me more substantial sums mm, of money mm. uh now that yeah. so so anyway that's that's kind of how uh how i figured out like the financial thing uh, yeah. and then i started a rock band called kurangan uh, in 2015 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, kurangan was like pretty popular uh, in chennai like at least it was quite popular we did a lot of things that uh, we we proved uh, a lot of we broke a lot of myths i think that's the that's Correct. the way to put it so yeah. um uh i i don't know if i can name this person but somebody who's very um uh, like an old uh, <laughs> i mean who's mm. been in this music uh, thing for a very long time he came okay. up to me after one of our shows i was okay. like very excited to talk to him he's like a legend so he he told me like he you know he's been he's been watching bands and independent music in chennai since the 80s mm. Mm. and he said that uh, there was never an artist before kurangan like mm. before me basically where the audience would come there'd be like 300 400 people and everybody would know all the words to all the songs and they would all sing along mm. uh, yeah so he said that never yeah. happened with original music in, in chennai before um mm. probably the first person to crack that kind of like a like an audience is what so yeah. th- the reason i'm saying that is because like i mean like uh, some some people 
you know don't connect with my songs and that's completely fine but the people who connect with my songs they connect with it they connect it mm, connect with it all the way on a deep level right? yeah, yeah yeah so yeah, yeah. so that's that's kind of what has uh, you know has has been my quote and quote my messaging i guess um so so this is this is kind of like my my journey till about Correct. 2017 2018 yeah. um then, then the movie started happened right yeah movie started happening i i started yeah. like you know doing some playback work some lyric work mm. um mm. some script consulting like various mm. things like that um mm. and after that uh yeah 20 2018 around that time i i was like still i was struggling financially and this it takes a toll on your mental health right mm-hmm. um, of course yeah. when when like you're putting so much effort and you're like spending all of your time on something but it, you're not able to figure out how do i make this like financially like uh, sustainable you know i i don't even mm-hmm. like want to make like be rich rich or like mm-hmm. uh, something like that but how do i make sure i can pay rent uh, doing mm-hmm. this how do i yeah, make sure that i can eat food basics basics correct <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like if I want to buy a new shirt, I I don't want to think about it 10 times and things like that. Yeah. So th- th- those <laughs> yeah. are the kind of like financial struggles that like I was going through. So at that time my uh, we got like I got married in 2015 and my wife okay. was working in Singapore. She moved back and 2018 mm. so 2017 she like uh, she said, you know, like maybe we can we can go and live in Canada for a few years. Uh mm. um you know maybe you can like take a break and reevaluate and all that because at that mm. time i was, i i i uh i was working at a job as i was like doing uh, trying to juggle like a a job and like music mm. uh so i was like okay you know what that, that sounds like a great <laughs> great idea <laughs> yeah yeah uh, so let me just take a break from the, from everything and just like you know come with you to canada but mm. i'm not going to work for like 6 to 8 months i'm just going to chill you have to like <laughs> take care of me <laughs> so that was that was like my only condition then yeah after uh. that we came to canada and like have been traveling uh, to chennai uh, uh. on and off for work <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> but uh, yeah since 2018 um, jan or so i've been i've been here in in canada in canada great but you know this you understand like why the story is so important because it kind of leads to what also brought you to all the newspapers and all the breaking news about the first indian artist who you know actually had like a massive nft drop and picked up by metacoven because there is a story there that that story of loyalty is what really translates to uh having someone invest in your nfts right and I, right. that I think it that brings me to the question that follows up how did you even get into the nft space i mean now i know that uh, you did meet vignesh before he was even metacoven you had like a brief uh, brush with uh, what bitcoin was supposed to be and what crypto was but what made you take the actual step into moving into nft space right so um I have a few other friends who are in this whole NFT thing as well. One of them mm-hmm. um is another music artist, a musical like artist called Praveka. Uh okay. so Praveka um he um he told me about these NFT things like so like <laughs> what happened was like I I hadn't like spoken to you know Metacoin for a while. Mm-hmm. Um I mean we we talk on and off so in i think in 2018 or 2019 he told me about nfts 
that was the first time he showed oh. me the like um these um, oh wow so that showed... means you see nfts existed back then <laughs> yeah 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 like, so wow. the, the the technology has been around since there, i yeah. think at least 2017 maybe yeah. on ethereum yeah. there are yeah. there are people who minted like proto nfts on bitcoin network as well so i i mm. i don't know exactly but he showed me open sea and he showed me decent land and he showed me like uh, crypto voxels and, and a bunch of things uh. in okay. 2018 so oh, cool. uh at that time i didn't understand what he was talking about right <laughs> okay, and yeah. and nobody knew who he was also at that time like uh, you know he he hadn't like uh, become a public figure either so uh i was very you know i've always been interested about tech so i i was just like okay this this there's mm. this, this a friend of mine who's like done a lot of lot in tech so you know mm. let me listen to him and that's the kind of vibe i was i was just listening to him uh, talk about okay. these things okay. and i completely forgot about it hmm. um in fact at that time he was minting uh, a few nfts called birth of metacoven right which he was giving to uh, his friends he was just giving okay. these away uh, okay <laughs> i think <laughs> like he was wow. just excited about technology or like he was doing it for whatever reason <laughs> he told me uh, macha I'll, i'll like just create a wallet i'll i'll give to you this is nft i was like uh, hey, hey, man i i don't know what any of this is like uh, <laughs> i don't want that mm. nft <laughs> <laughs> no i'm like it, oh god yeah, now you're like why yeah, I, I, <laughs> should i just yeah <laughs> now i'm like why because i was i was like very intimidated uh, yeah, yeah, by yeah. this whole thing right uh, like how do you start a wallet because i i remember in college i had a friend actually in huh. 2000 uh uh 7 8 9 that time i'm not sure exactly mm-hmm. when uh, it was probably mm-hmm. like after 2008 right yeah so probably 8 9 10 uh, some sometime sometime in that period like i had a i had a friend in college who mm-hmm. actually told me about bitcoin he said hey this this thing called bitcoin you can mine it you can have a wallet and he showed me like what he was doing it was very very complicated um it was not uh, okay let me go here and like click a button and it pops up no it was like you have to do this you have to do that like it was crazy complicated right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that was that was my only uh, prior uh, experience of somebody using like crypto uh, and he was mining bitcoin all at that time he must have been a very oh. early adopter uh, mm-hmm. but anyway so uh, so i just like didn't want to get into the hassle of like uh, opening a wallet and things like that so anyway all of this had happened and then like completely forgot about this like you know i was just going on with life um and uh, one when when this um uh, uh when this beeple sale happened um okay. when Met- metacoin bought beeple's piece for a uh, 60 million or something like that no yeah 65 so, million yeah so so that was when uh, all of this all of these videos started popping up on youtube yeah i'm like is uh, meta going on and uh, i was like uh, uh, so i first i read this news about somebody buying like a beeple piece and i you knew about beeple be- yeah. yeah i didn't you know, know it was, it was like you didn't know meta govan was vignesh basically <laughs> i, I mean okay. i i didn't even pay attention to who bought it I was just like wow this NFT thing yeah. like you know like Vignesh told me about this like a few years back it's really cool <laughs> and then like okay yeah and then like uh, uh, Praveka used to used to like tell me about people and all of these like artists uh, he he mm. told me about the everyday's project like long time back so I had a vague idea who people was um mm. 
so i was like wow this is like really cool that and then i i read like metacovan and then i was like where have i heard this name before <laughs> <laughs> after yeah. that like all of the interviews started coming out and he 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 came out in the public and then i was like oh my yeah, god right. like i'm i'm friends with this guy wow that's crazy yeah. then um Good yeah then after that i i i <laughs> i'm sorry yeah. i think good to have such friends yeah yeah so mm. um so yeah after that like pravika said like you know like you should you should uh, you should put out an nft like there's a few uh, like metacovan but also like this like maybe one or two other people who might like bid on it i was mm. like uh, okay let's uh, let's uh let's do take it this types, huh? chance yeah, yeah, so, well, yeah. I, i i thought okay they might bid on it like you know they may buy it like hmm. metagon might buy it because you know uh, he's a he friend knows of mine also, yeah yeah yeah. Correct, yeah so i mean he knows me he knows my music he's he's always you know uh, connected exactly, with my yeah. music and, that and, is the most important more than being friend the fact that he connected with your music is i think correct, very relevant correct. over here so this is saying correct. 2019 2020 this was no this was uh, last year right when the nft like i i'm i'm bad with dates so yeah i have no anyway the pandemic is like the concept of time has just gone out of the window so i think you're talking yeah. about like late 2020 types when the beeple sale happened so this was yeah, right like early the, 21 yeah early yeah. 21 yeah yeah it was the first yeah. half of 21 so but eventually for me to like get around to you know i i then i went on youtube and i tried to figure out okay what is a wallet what is this what is that mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, how do i mint an nft like and then i actually started to understand what uh, what it is technically right ah, okay. um and what the what how it exists today what the limitations are what the possibilities are um mm-hmm. I, i understood all of that and then i realized what is the market like why are people buying these things so yeah. i took some time to figure all of this to out and then i yeah and then i put out the nft and like i was uh, i was thinking okay like 0.5 eth or like one eth is like a very high price let me set it there <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh-huh. i kind of forgot about it i i i i you know posted on social media and i just like forgot about it after a while somebody mm. messaged me on instagram saying hey bro congrats on your nft sale i was like what are you talking about dude <laughs> oh you didn't even get a notification that you put the bot yeah. wow yeah so that's the thing i mean i probably like got a open sea email just that that's that's how how oh, well i keep track okay. of okay okay yeah, yeah this is how well i keep track of my emails so <laughs> some dude on insta messaged me saying like hey man congrats on your nft sale like uh, i said thank you to him and then i went to open sea <laughs> <laughs> and then I went to open sea and I saw know, a bit I I don't know like he's probably like one of those crypto guys who's like you know who yeah, saw yeah, that yeah, I posted yeah, yeah. about what it and he, then he probably like, went yeah. and saw like what I posted Yeah so yeah. yeah when he when when I went I was like there was this bid for like 50th from Metagon I was like whoa whoa like blow no mind blow Yeah, yeah i mean like imagine like you've been doing something for 10 years you've made like zero paisa <laughs> doing yeah, this thing yeah and then suddenly just compensate <laughs> for all those 10 years no yeah it's like i was uh, yeah i was very very i mean it it completely it it gave me a sense of security uh, that i yeah. that i never had in my adult life right yeah so yeah. uh that must for have me been the the psychological impacts of that feeling. 
yeah, yeah. of the nft sale are like uh, uh, very very uh, important i guess yeah um, i mean so that and i think and the, obviously so i think the in my head what i'm thinking is the fact that you've been you've kind of established a very niche uh area for yourself like you know the kind of audience that you connected with and you stuck to it you had a certain style there are a bunch of people who related to you you built that whatever said and done it was a brand right that's what they are right. the N- nft kind of uh that's pretty much what it symbolizes your brand and so now when i'm when you created the nft uh i mean i'm going to ask like some very basic maybe slightly bordering dumb questions on how how this whole thing works um right when you created the nft when you saying you're minting an nft right so how yeah. do you do that like is there any particular format like or does it have to be um like do you have to link it to any art or uh can it does it have to be an entire song or is it only because i i am aware that this was like a demo track of uh, one of your earlier yeah. songs which you basically put out and so it was a pre-existing file which you just basically uploaded correct on opensea and correct, you set correct. a certain price a minimum bidding price and then this whole process followed correct correct so uh the thing is opensea doesn't really host any files so this is the okay. thing um that's little confusing uh i think like even for me when i did it the first time i was super confused about this so okay. uh basically like nfts are just a ledger entry right it's just an entry right. on a blockchain yeah. that says yeah. okay this wallet owns this uh token this non fungible token right. um so the token itself uh is just a string it's just a string of letters and and number n- numbers and uh, letters uh mm. but what does the string represent that's kind of like the the thing so it can represent a file it can represent it can represent anything that you can kind of attach to it right mm-hmm. um so uh, for example if you take like a like a metaverse uh, land like decent land mm-hmm. so each of the parcels of land on that platform are sold yeah. or traded as nfts right so Correct, the yeah. nft so the nft just represents the ownership of that digital asset it does not uh, necessarily even have a link to the asset oh so you say oh okay so that is okay. that is like like a, a layer on top saying, of it understood okay so it's, it's it's like saying it's just like a like an ownership certificate kind of thing it's not does yeah. not necessarily mean that that person has access to the actual product i mean music. like so uh, uh, like that's kind of how you build it usually is uh, you make sure that the person has access to it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's the course, point yeah. but but yeah. Uh, the nft the, the on the blockchain you go and see it all you're going to see is like okay a, a bunch of uh, strings owns a bunch of strings that's all you're going to see huh. or if you go Understood. to ether scan yeah uh, yeah whereas like the person who owns that nft will like you know you you have like other uh, so open sea will allow you to um, put a link uh, so so you can when when you when you say mint an nft basically it's the creating that uh, link right so when you mm. mint it it, it you are creating a record on the blockchain that says your wallet address has created mm. this non fungible token <laughs> that's what it is uh, okay. and then uh, you list it etc uh, etc et and 
uh, another wallet address purchases it from you so it's very important like if you're an artist and you're trying uh. to sell your work as nfts it's very important that you have a public wallet with which you mint all of your nfts so any anything any nft that was minted from this public wallet people know like if if uh, you know elon musk tweets on twitter at elon musk mm. is his handle mm. we know that that's elon right we we yeah, do not yeah the authenticity so, yeah yeah so just like that you know you you need to have like a public wallet address um mm. you know uh, which which is where you mint your stuff from so people know that's like an authentic nft that you minted and mm. there's multiple ways to mint also so this mi- whole minting thing is basically a smart contract that you're executing okay so it's a bunch of code essentially and mm. if you know how to write code yourself then there's so many things you can do with nfts that uh yeah. that uh, the possibilities are like even more but if you don't know how to write it yourself then like a platform like opensea for example offers some basic templates that you can use um okay so i use like a very basic template that so opensea that's the service that they provide they they provide these uh, templates that you can kind of use to uh mint your nfts and things like that okay so that's this kind of how i went but now there's like a lot more uh options uh, you options, can yeah there's like you can do more advanced nfts uh, without huh? having to code there are no code platforms that allow you to do it um, okay. so all of these kind of things are happening as well so i have a question now i'm i'm just again this is like out of my, my curiosity also like okay so i have say i have created i have drawn something which i think is like incredibly beautiful i've taken a picture of it and i've uploaded it on opensea saying that you know i i'm listing it as an nft does that work is that how it works yeah so one important thing i, I mean, forgot of course to... i have a i have like a metamask wallet and it's like linked with opensea and all of that correct But... correct so one thing i forgot to mention is uh, like mm-hmm. i i started on this and i forgot so you huh. you can't upload the file directly to opensea you have to host it somewhere uh and then you can put the hosting link uh as part of your token because generally if if it's like like is uh, that only for music no it generally so the thing is like the larger the size of your file so the uh, yeah, like yeah, basically yeah. if if you're trying to upload it on opensea what huh. you mean what what you're meaning to say i i'm assuming is you're trying to upload it directly onto the blockchain as a part of that nft so uh, the Okay so the perfect the perfect example is uh, cryptopunks right cryptopunks yeah. is this nft collection that is completely on chain so the images mm. that you see are generated by code that lives on chain right Ooh. and why this okay. is important is uh, if something is on chain if something is on the ethereum blockchain the ethereum blockchain yeah. is decentralized to such an extent that there is no single point of attack that will take it down basically Correct. so uh so you you have like this understanding that okay uh this is like uh, uh this is like quite secure as yeah. permanent uh, uh, a network infrastructure as you can create uh, without having to rely on any one corporate or government entity right uh, yeah but of so course that, i mean all of this is also based off the internet Yeah I mean yeah that's that's that um <laughs> I mean I I I'm, I'm just saying from this is me playing devil's advocate of course but I'm just yeah, like yeah, looking yeah. at it as 
technically this is like an internet within the internet no that's pretty much correct, how correct. i mean if you yeah, have to like look a, at it a, from a very yeah it's another network that's built up on top of the internet that's my understanding as well uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh so if if something is on chain it is generally considered to be more uh, uh immutable more permanent uh, mm. whereas if something is hosted off chain where like mm. i uh, my file was hosted off chain because the larger the file the harder it is to put it on chain the more expensive it becomes Correct. to put it yeah. on chain yeah yeah so i hosted it on um i used this service called pinata uh, to host the file on mm. um Oh, I forgot what exactly. I think so. There's basically mm-hmm. just uh, there's basically these decentralized storage networks. Okay. Uh, so so they they follow the similar like principle of not being a centralized server. And so instead mm-hmm. they decentralize their their hosting spaces, server spaces, and all of that. And so okay. Pinata is one of those services that allows you to create a link on one of those decentralized servers. and these are secure so, of course like i mean this these are all secure yeah 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 these are all secure really, like, they alter they alter the code that in I'm terms sorry? of like i'm saying a- encryption and all of that like from a from a so security perspective basically just like google drive or dropbox except huh. instead of google or dropbox managing these servers you have yeah. uh, n number of people like contributing some uh, contributing server space it. and Understood. yeah they're holding encrypted chunks of this data and uh-huh. uh, basically like say pinata will give you a link and that link will basically call all of these different bits of encrypted data and put them together put them together so got it it's kind got of it. like bittorrent uh, in in that yeah, sense yeah kind of that's exactly what i was thinking yeah yeah kind except of like a p2p bittorrent had like a financial layer so yeah So that's basically what it is. So, so I, I like my understanding is that like in computing systems, like centralized systems are uh, relatively easier to build, and decentralized mm. systems are uh, comparatively harder. Of course, um, yeah. So that's that's one of the things that people say why why this didn't this wasn't the first wave of the internet. Why this is like the, uh, mm. the third wave of the internet. Um, that's that's one yeah. thing that people yeah. Yeah, so, so it's called Web three, you know. yeah yeah so now the now like for example the your nft this but specific one which was sold uh, yeah. th- can out of curiosity is it something which does it have to be unique like is it, is it like a single nft for one person or can you could you have had like say five of the same nft you could so this know, thing that's saying it right Yeah, yeah, yeah no your your question is completely valid so uh i think that's what snoop dog did recently if i understand mm-hmm. it correctly he he mm-hmm. put out like his album i think he put out like 10000 copies or something yeah of his album so huh. it's it's basically like this the, the, this digital like in the digital world scarcity doesn't actually exist right um mm-hmm. in the sense that exactly uh, you can you, have a new copies no Yeah, if you have like an MP3, you can just like make a number of copies of it. But what uh, 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 what is different with this NFT thing is, and th- this is this is where like a lot of people get thrown off. Hmm. This is why I say the public wallet is also important. So it's my wallet has created uh, uh, an ownership certificate to a file, and hmm. I have transferred that ownership certificate to a Metacoin's wallet. So now let's 
let's say for example like leonardo da vinci was like an artist right mm. and mm. let's say like nfts were around at his time like he, he mm-hmm. if, if he could take like the like an ownership uh certificate for the mona lisa yeah um and sell it to somebody so then you have this like authentic chain of transactions right so even if Understood. the paint, yeah. painting gets stolen yeah we have a record of who all of the owners were and Correct. nobody can say okay i own this painting in public mm. because like okay you don't own the painting dude because like i can go and verify this this chain of ownership and your name's not yeah. on it so you probably stole it right yeah um, or it could have been like a copy yeah it Correct. could have been a copy I mean, exactly it could have been a yes. copy so yeah. i'm assuming yeah. the same logic applies in this uh, distribution but it's, it's a lot tougher to actually um you know come up with a duplicate or like a, a a fake or a pirated copy because of this authenticity certificate that is encoded into the file correct correct no it's not encoded in the file at all once again like I mean, it's, it's not file but in yeah, terms of like blockchain, because it's yeah, on the blockchain yeah yeah it's a so, it's a it's a publicly verifiable <clears throat> record that's what it is correct. um so so yeah so now um uh even if Uh, somebody else has access to the file itself mm-hmm. um we know that we know that the owner of that file is like metacoin you know correct so uh, but yeah like i don't think anybody else has access to it like as far as i know yeah. i had it and then <laughs> i i put put it as an nft yeah. so um but uh, but yeah that's 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 basically the, the that's basically i think so uh, um this is like the um this was like how the market started off last year um mm. people were doing collectibles right uh, so mm. there was people were buying like so like i think of it as a as a new kind of patronage model um, yeah it's exactly. um so i don't think it replaces like you know uh, apple music or anything at this point no it doesn't because this is like yeah. a it, it's exactly like what you said it's like how if in terms of like how a patreon would be if, like okay. you have people who are contributing to an artist because they believe in that person's art and uh, what they getting in return is something which for them also increases in value and they're looking at it 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 is in now in in these terms you could call it an investment because there is a certain value that they have attached to your art correct so if if more people attach value to it and more people yeah. feel like you know i want to i want to own like a nft by this artist then yeah. the value for that for that particular nft might increase and that 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 happens like um um there are people who will get in early on like uh, mm-hmm. certain nft projects and buy them and just mm-hmm. to flip them because they know that the demand for it is much higher so that mm. that whole like trading aspect of it yeah. also exists exists um, yeah of course whether whether that exists for my particular nft is like uh, is like highly questionable at this point but uh, <laughs> uh, um but in general but, like conceptually but you know exists. you do realize that your um how you're going to be valued has changed significantly after this uh, after this purchase right correct correct because correct. so it it it, yeah. it has changed i'm sorry i'm sorry go on no no i mean basically saying that the investor who is also metacoven himself 
has is identifying say he has you know, invested in your nft people's nft and all of it is being valued at a certain amount so that it is only going to appreciate so i think that's Correct. great for in the art and music uh, sector to have something like this because that's the way forward for for artists to continue surviving and to keep investing in themselves and creating more art there has to be and also knowing that having a niche loyal fan base can translate into something a lot more meaningful and it's not just about i mean of course the money is very very important but um, it's also validation for what you're putting out as art correct uh, correct and uh, which brings me to the point that you what you mentioned about you know uh, ownership so now does that mean that metacoven owns the composition or how, how does this work in music copyright terms would yeah, you so have an idea on how, on how that works there is there is no uh, nobody knows how it works at this point <laughs> so <laughs> that's the honest truth of it so uh, it is we, what you make of it maybe we can like change that yeah it, it yeah, is what yeah. you make of it okay okay yes it is so there are uh, there are uh i haven't followed this in the last like couple of months but a mm. uh, while back i read about a bunch of uh, players mm. in the nft space coming together to figure mm. this out how okay. a- as to how nfts uh intersect with uh, ip <laughs> ip loss mm. yeah uh, and uh th- i don't uh so In, like we can we can look at what has happened so far what people have done so far so if you take a board ape yards club right which was uh, yuga labs mm. is the is the development studio that developed uh, board ape yards club okay. um, so they made these characters these 10000 like al- algorithmically generated characters uh, okay. monkey characters and they oh, sold yeah. these nfts Yeah. Yeah. So now what they did after they sold these NFTs they basically said these characters you own the uh, rights to these characters. Mm. So if I have the NFT I own the right to that character. Uh so mm. I could license that the likeness of that character into like a mobile game or ah. a comic book uh, or or like a movie, right? And yeah, that's so in- Okay. There's so in copyright terms, that's that basically that. like the actual. Yeah. Okay. Continue. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. I. Uh, so. Uh, so. So there are people who have a character, and so now then, if if I buy a character, right, um, that character is as valuable as I can make it. Let's say I give it a name, and I give it a persona online, <laughs> and I <clears throat> put out funny tweets every day, and mm. like. you know like suddenly have a million followers or something like that now that that image the image of that monkey has some value uh, if mm. i build a brand around that monkey for example i'm and lots of people mm. have done this it's this is not i mean this is not a potential that could have this is ha- already happened so that's why that's why happened. i'm saying yeah. this yeah. yeah yeah and then they can license it into games they can license it into books or like what not so they're doing all of these kind of things And uh, just sorry to interrupt, but you're saying yeah. when they're saying you can license them to games or books, you're saying in the real world, not in the metaverse, correct? Yeah, yeah, in the real world. I mean, in the real, okay. Yeah, um, they could also be metaverse games as well. But yeah, the, correct, but yeah. so they have an Android Android app now, uh, mm-hmm. Android game, uh, I think called Apes vs Mutants, 
I'm I'm not sure if it's out for like public to play, but I I I vaguely read about this on Twitter. So hmm. yeah, I'm I'm also not like super informed about everything. I'm just telling you what I know. Hmm. Uh, there, there Please, yeah, probably I'm, lots of blind spots in, in my knowledge. Yeah. yeah. So uh, mm-hmm. as as far as I understand, like there are people who are trying to they license like some some of these monkey images and they'll. So now what happens is like let's say that that monkey image has been like my one monkey image that I bought has been licensed across like some 10 different things and mm. now uh that that if I sell that monkey image I'm mm. basically transferring all of the rights and future royalties to the new owner. Mm. Um so so that's that's like one way that uh things are happening. Okay. like another thing that within the music space another thing that's happening is people are basically tokenizing uh, future revenue streams so uh this rapper nas um i yeah. uh, my, my understanding of what he did something few months ago my understanding okay. of it is he basically uh sold a stake in the royalties of his new album to his fans so yeah yeah you could you could buy like 1% of you can basically be a part owner of that album owner of the album correct yeah i was yeah. going to get to that but thanks for bringing it up yeah so whether that represents intellectual property rights like i i don't know like i mean it it represents royalties yeah uh, but w- when they say royalties i don't know what they're talking about like streaming revenues at mechanicals like does it include like you know what else does it include like if somebody like if there's a sync deal that gets done on the yeah. song later is that exactly. a part of that royalty stream i don't know so those are things that you probably have to go and read the terms and conditions very carefully yeah. to understand <laughs> and no but that's you know it opened up like a i'm like a whole bunch of questions not not just in my head but i'm sure wherever i've looked uh, nobody really has answers into this because there are so many different models that can be approached i don't know if you've heard of this app called vezd I don't know how uh, it's pronounced but uh, it was basically you had songs which were available to be invested in so if i spend $50 on say a Justin Bieber track and right. uh, i was i would get i could get x amount and i'd, I'd get like a percentage of royalties from that track now mm-hmm. whether that was royalties from the master rights or the publishing wasn't very clear but i have a feeling i feel the nfts in music will also kind of work in a similar fashion depending on how the artist wants to list it so if you are Correct. looking at actually having someone have ownership in your track it will depend on the terms and conditions that you have when you are issuing the nft which i'm assuming there are aren't i mean how does did you have anything like that when when you listed uh, your track on opensea yeah i had nothing like that <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> basically uploaded a file on pinata and then put that link and minted it and, and then like so that's I, it yeah so i mean um i like so yes. in my case it was very different uh mm. it it like because like mine like i like i think metacon bought it because number one he wanted to support my work um mm. and for him i think he, he thinks of like if you look at all of the like his collection of nfts Mm. you'll find that there's very few that um <clears throat> that he's bought that uh, are a kind of like okay he's 
he doesn't flip nfts he doesn't buy and then sell them he doesn't do that uh, mm. i think for him it's more of let me yeah let me let me support uh, projects and and artists like let me fund the things that i really think should exist in this world um, mm. by collecting them i think that's mm. how he thinks about it i'm not very yeah. sure i can't speak on his behalf obviously but no. from what i've seen him do uh, and the way no. that i've seen him talk about these ideas on like on youtube on various platforms this is no. my understanding of his perspective so that's a, no. i think that's a very different kind of nft uh, collector collector right? correct um, yeah this was in fact uh, something that i had discussed in the previous episode as well uh about you know the categories of collectors like people who are collectors and people who are traders nft traders like they buy an nft and then you know like you said flip it for a particular or maybe a higher value on and which the original artist actually gets a share in that sale like a percentage Correct. of that sale so Correct. i and i so i and which is why I find this entire universe fascinating because it's there's so many opportunities for an artist to um to grow not just as an artist themselves but also as an investor/trader. So like um now if now since you are you you've been acquainted with this space you you have a better grip of it than most people do at least from whoever i've spoken to and trust me i've spoken to a lot lot of people about the nft space and if you had to like um kind of give advice and like if someone who wants new upcoming artists or existing artists people who have like an established following uh what would be your like what would you advise them to do first if they had to get into the space and start looking at it as an actual legitimate source of income right um so it it obviously it boils down to who your audience are and mm-hmm. your connection with them mm. and how interested you think they are in crypto um, mm. and nft is like you know so like i think a few mainstream um film people have also like gotten into the space and tried their hand at it um with varying results mm. i mean i i haven't kept track of it a lot but i i i don't know um, i don't know how like so i i know my audience right but i don't know in general what the market for nfts is like mm-hmm. um so i know that in among my audience uh, a lot of my audience are very um tech tech savvy uh the mm-hmm. people who who in general if they listen to my music they place uh, some value at least on mm. discovering things on the internet mm. um so that's the kind of audience i have uh, so so you have to know what's right for you and what's know right for your, your audience. audience also yeah yeah and i so think if, it's it's important for you to know who your audience is what your target audience correct. is correct yeah. correct because i know i know some friends of mine who are artists who 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 they believe that if they do an nft they'll alienate their audience mm. right they feel like uh, their audience may, will will Not hate relate. them 
yeah because <laughs> of you know because there's some people who who have this whole like uh, concern about the energy costs of like running a blockchain and things like that right where they think like okay if you're minting uh-huh. nfts you like there's so much like greenhouse em- greenhouse gas emission because of that Uh, etc oh, wow. etc so that's a different so if you have a, yeah okay. so i i i have <laughs> okay. a friend who who's an amazing artist and i kept asking <clears> him why why haven't you gotten into this he said dude mo- all of my 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 audience a lot of them are very conscious about the environment and all of that and mm. they may, i i have a feeling that if i do this they may not uh, like it you know mm. and so i mean that's his his uh, perspective i i, perspective, I don't completely yeah. yeah agree with that i think he's misreading his audience but that's a different conversation um <laughs> so if 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 you so and and i i also think you should explore like a lot of the possibilities so for example mm. there's this artist called pack pak okay okay um uh so this is like an anonymous artist right mm. uh he has a twitter handle I forgot mm. what it's called. I think it's called I am pack or like something. But if you google it you should get it. So this mm. person um we don't nobody knows who they are. Right? Uh, okay. But they have made upwards of uh 80 million dollars in NFT sales last year. Oof. Wow. Okay. That is uh, a lot of money. Yeah, and and uh they didn't sell one or two. They sold like hundreds of NFTs. and this is the thing though they they are making games out of this so the thing is you don't buy a pack nft because it's like you like their work i mean this is their work you get what i'm saying um so uh, this person ah, like designs okay, these okay i know what you're saying yeah okay. designs these experiences like i like once again i'm i'm probably not the best person to explain what they actually do because i can't wrap my head around some of these things uh, but <laughs> like one one small example is they put out like these uh, bunch of like tokens which you could like nfts basically which you you can take like if you have them in your wallet and then you log in on their website you can burn those nfts in exchange for some fungible tokens and there was this whole angle about who's going to burn it and who's not going to burn it and like if you burn it first you're at a disadvantage but you're giving an advantage to somebody else something it was like a very like wow game thing okay, okay like a I, lot of I, this went right over my head to be honest yeah. but no no the, the way that i am explaining it like i i know that i'm not making a lot of sense so like yeah, no, i encourage you I, to I, google to it and try to no i know yeah, yeah. so yeah. and no no it's not about the way it's not about the way you're explaining it's about the fact that you know there is i realize that there is so much that we need to understand uh and it's not as simple as just like jumping into it overnight and having your Correct. nft sold at like this you know massive amount it, there is a lot Correct. of groundwork that goes into it yeah. that is that is ground so 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 you you need to have like an odd, and basically how do you engage with your audience using this technology that's it so any time exactly. i mean if you take youtube like mm. the kind of videos that people used to upload on youtube in 2008 and the mm. kind of videos that get uploaded on youtube today like there's a yeah, huge change right as the yeah. as the technology matures as more people get on to it um we kind of realize what the potentials of this technology are like initially initially in the like when youtube first came there was a lot of like you know people were doing like choose your own adventure like video series uh there were like mm, yeah. uh, long form narrative formats that that people tried out but now 
like you kind of youtube like everybody uses it differently obviously but long form narrative is not something we go to youtube we probably go to netflix for that right so correct how this space will evolve is like i don't know so for example like there's there's nfts on the ethereum blockchain then there's nfts on the um uh on the teasers blockchain there's nfts mm. on like multiple different blockchains right and each mm. of these blockchains has their own kind of economy so like mm. something uh, that is on the teasers blockchain is generally uh, in dollar terms like uh, cheaper than uh, what is on the ethereum blockchain just because like the ethereum token like you know has a higher uh, demand mm. correct, so correct there's like all of these things as well um and then there are like you know companies that are trying to simplify it uh, for like artists and like buyers and all of these things so i think uh just putting out an nft and expecting that somebody will buy it i think that time mm. has passed uh <laughs> yeah. um now i think yeah. you need to figure out how to build an experience around it yeah how exactly. to how to make it a part of so like this band swaratma did something recently yes they they sold and NF- yeah. yes so they sold nfts uh, for uh, um i actually put a bid on it i have to check what happened so any anyway they were like okay. doing um they were doing um uh, they were giving away like a live session like you could you could jam with them or you could meet them after a show or something like that you know mm-hmm. uh, that's what the yeah. nft represented um yeah. so so those are like some interesting use cases as well like so some other people are doing like you know exclusive tracks so i mean this we discuss royalties and so there's all kind of things that are happening yeah so i actually i actually you know like i have this thought that nfts may become like a background thing uh, that are used for uh, calculating um, calculating royalties due so for example like mm-hmm. today if i am mm-hmm. a songwriter i have to register with in india i have to register with iprs who uh, will collect um, yeah, yeah. Uh, i don't know what exactly they collect but i have to performance royalties they, yeah yeah performance royalties so so yeah. what if like performance royalties were like an nft right so then mm. you can automate mm. that entire system you don't need a collection agency correct uh yeah. or like wh- how about sync right so if if netflix has like a way to pay out uh sync royalties on nfts then mm-hmm. i can just like sell it, my sync uh, sync rights as nfts and whoever like can buy it and use it within their film and like once it gets distributed onto youtube or uh, netflix or whatever that platform will basically just read the nft token number like figure out and uh, start uh, giving uh, streaming me my income in real time right mm. um mm. so that is also that yeah. like the so the these are the kind of i think use cases that uh i'm very interested in where it it yeah. you, it cuts away a lot of and, um unnecessary middle layers yeah so yeah 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 so those are the and, things that i'm very excited to see if they will happen i don't know if the incentives are there in the market but i'm sure somebody will like figure it out and then it will become a new thing yeah because honestly i think the possibilities are endless i mean just within this conversation this one hour that we've been speaking itself like my mind has been racing because i'm thinking of okay so that means i can actually have someone uh so an artist can actually like release an album through nfts and actually have people invest in uh, his or her album with 
ownership rights. You can also have sync, where you're basically syncing your song to an existing art uh, or existing visual design, which is then released as an NFT. There's so many things that can be done, right? And I, that, yeah. I, I think that is what makes it so much more exciting for the creative community. Correct. And so you can very safely say that this is a, you're looking at a legitimate source of income over here. This is not yeah. like uh, a could be income source. If you plan it well, and if you have like a dedicated set of uh, loyal fans and you build that fan base, you can actually see that translating into something a lot more meaningful in the metaverse and with your NFTs, correct? Correct, correct. So it's just like anything else. So like in, in 2008, if you ask somebody, how do I use YouTube to, uh, mm. you know, to, to to make my songs popular or whatever it is, like yeah. you wouldn't, you would have gotten like a lot of like different uh, hypothetical responses. But if you ask correct. today, like there's like very evolved, established processes that you need correct. to do in order to crack the YouTube algorithm, right? And yeah. likewise with Instagram or like, I mean, think, think of it like you, YouTube can suddenly say, Oh, tomorrow. Okay. You know what? Like anybody can buy a video as an NFT. I mean, mm. if, if they do that, <laughs> oh, then wow. like, oh, imagine God. like, okay, maybe if you buy like uh, some video, you get like a percentage of like the um, revenue Streaming from the video. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Right. Uh, or maybe Instagram can say, okay, right next to the like button on each post, we're going to put like a buy NFT button. So you can oh. buy, uh, like, you know, you can buy your favorite artist artwork right on Instagram. Yeah. And maybe you get like, you know, if, if, uh, all of the, you know, printing, um, like if, if they use that design on a t-shirt, then you get some per percentage of like the t-shirt sales. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. So once, yeah. once it, it, it becomes more integrated into, and that's the thing, like we, we, because, yeah. because we grew up with like Orkut and Facebook, this is like how we <laughs> think about it. Right. But yeah, uh, yeah. kids are like using the internet differently is what I hear. I don't know. Um, no, that's so, true because I mean, 12 year olds are already billionaires because like people who uh, kids who've been playing Fortnite. They've established an actual empire for themselves. They are loaded already and they understand exactly how this works because it comes very naturally to them. So it will take Correct. us a little more time to like figure it out, but I'm sure we get there. So, you know, yeah. uh, which, uh, have you invested in any NF NFTs yourself? Yeah, I, I, you know, I came across a few projects that uh, I thought uh, were very interesting. Mm. Uh, they're more like I like two or three different ones, but, uh, but, um, yeah, I, I, I don't uh, want to talk about it publicly. I do it like no, that's from fine, a different that's fine. But, yeah, yeah. I, but is it, but yeah, music related or like art or is it like a mix of all of them? Okay. I think I can talk about like one of them. So there's one project called, uh, <clears throat> warp audio. Okay. W A R P warp sound dot AI, I think is their website. So they okay. have, um, once again, this is not like financial advice or anything, but they have like, yeah, yeah. uh, uh, so they, they, they have these bunch of characters that they've designed, uh, mm -hmm. along with, uh, some AI generated music. Oh, so, 
Yeah. So what is really interesting to me about that project, like, like the whole NFT aspect of it, I think is a way for them to build an early, early community around like the community. product that they're like, yeah. Yeah, around. yeah. But I think what's exciting for me is that they're trying to build, I think one of the things they're trying to do from my understanding is that they're trying to build music AI software that is accessible mm -hmm. to music producers and people like that. So wow. that is a very interesting uh, area for me. And the way that they're going about it is very like, you know, fun and like very Web3 and NFT thing. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I just like, you know, bought one to see what will happen. <laughs> like I, uh, I don't do this flipping thing because it's extremely yeah. stressful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's like I'm, stock market trading, same yeah. concept. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I like, I don't like even with like stocks and like, I like to just buy and hold on to things. I don't like <laughs> yeah. selling them. No, I hear so, you. Yeah, yeah. So that's how I, I like for me, like it doesn't matter even if this goes to zero. I just think this team and their idea and their approach is very interesting. I want to see what they do. See where it goes. Hmm? Yeah. And if you have like, if you're an NFT holder, then you can if you email the team, they will respond to you, right? Because mm, mm. Um, that's that's what that NFT gives you. It gives you access to that team. It gives you kind of like early trial, early membership. You get early like, um, you get to demo these things much ahead of anybody else. Mm. Um, so kind I of like, like a Kickstarter campaign, so to speak, but in... Kind of, yeah. Like, so kind of, yeah. The only, the only thing is like, because of regulations and where they're placed they mm. can't necessarily call you an investor or give yeah, you like yeah, a stake yeah. so yeah. all of those like regulatory aspects yeah, it's not it, it's not stock investment it's like correct. investing in principle like in the idea itself i get it yeah yeah but uh, so i had another question yeah uh i, I should have asked it long back but more out of curiosity see when you're talking about all and um, when you when when you, someone has invested in your NFT and there is you have X amount of crypto with you, how right. does that really translate into actual physical money? This is a question a lot of people have. Huh? By the way, they're okay, just like, so, so what if I have like a hundred thousand, uh, <laughs> e you know, Ethereum with me? Does that mean I am actually? Does that actually make me financially secure, or is it a possibility of being financially secure? No, you can sell that Ethereum for real do dollars uh, on ah, like an exchange. Correct. So, so that is so it's it's a it's a actual legit source of income, right? You can survive physically in the real world with it. Correct. No, it's an it's an asset. So it's like yeah. somebody is giving you like a bunch of stock in return for like something. It's like I mean, it's not like stock exactly, but it's. Yeah, yeah. So if you own Ethereum tokens, what you're essentially mm -hmm. owning is a part of the Ethereum network. Correct. Yes. Um, so that's the whole so confusion about... there's only a limited about... number of Ethereum, Ethereum tokens circulating Correct. in the system, right? So yeah, understood. Got it. And in order for and you it... to build or use the network, you need to pay gas in Ethereum. Correct. And the value of the Ethereum also keeps changing. And I'm, I'm saying... Ethereum right now, but that applies for any crypto, right? Like whether it's any Bitcoin crypto, or whether yes. it's Doji or all of, any of those. Correct. Uh, if, if there's more demand for it, the price goes up. Um, price goes up. 
it's yeah, yeah yeah if if there's less demand for it the price will drop uh so yeah i mean yeah. like i i don't know like deep enough to say you know why the price goes up or whatever but that's how I, stock like, markets work yeah like this whole supply okay. demand thing itself right yeah yeah it's basically that's that's what it is and the the demand is driven by the fact that you need to burn ethereum in order to use the network so if you right. believe that more and more people are going to use this network for more and more things in the future then yeah you you would be you know you would you would consider it a smart decision to hold Correct. on to it right to hold uh, on to it yeah so that's yeah. it's kind of like my belief <clears throat> like yeah it i may be right i may be wrong but let's see <laughs> no no i have a feeling because it makes sense it's like if at the end of the day it's all economics right it's like the whole yeah. the theory of supply and demand would apply here as well okay. and uh, so there's a lot of common sense i guess we have to like kind of apply to how this whole system works but apart from that if there's anything do you can you recommend any sources or like any uh, websites or magazines that people can read to mm-hmm. understand like including people like me and the simpler the better like dummies guide to crypto dummies guide to nfts kind of versions but right. that would be great if you could like you know recommend some resources so um the the thing is because this is like such a like a new space um yeah. there's very little so how generally things are organized i can i can like kind of lay out my understanding of it so one mm. is if you want to understand like the like how the technology works or like what it is etc there's a lot of like really cool animated like explainer videos on youtube so those yeah. are your best bet in order to understand what a blockchain is what is an nft that kind of basic stuff mm. right and even if you want like mint an nft or like buy an nft like you have tutorials like people like show you how to use a you know wallet how to uh, mint how to buy things like that so those mm. kind of things are on youtube uh, mm. if you are interested in like figuring out uh, okay what is a cool project to invest in nft project to invest in or like trade or things like that then mm. y- you know youtube is i don't think youtube you should stop you can maybe like find some stuff on youtube but you shouldn't stop there uh, what generally happens is you have like twitter and clubhouse are the two main places that people um these com- build these communities on so you have like okay. you, uh, like anybody who has twitter? like a dot oh, okay Wow. Yeah, anybody okay. who has like a dot eth in their Twitter username or a dot um I think dot eth is the most popular one. Mm-hmm. Uh they they have they're probably in this like space. So, you know, like if you you start off by by following like a few popular people, you can start with like so what I did I'll tell you. I started with mm-hmm. uh Metacoin. I went to his profile on Twitter and then mm-hmm. I saw okay, who is he following? and i um, like and it, like in that list of people were like few people you know you'll have like bios you know i'm a crypto correct, person yeah, or whatever yeah. so based on that like i i followed like a few people and then mm-hmm. from there like who do they follow and then i followed those people and once uh, once you follow like some uh, some 10 to 15 people or like even a little bit more you'll start these twitter spaces notifications will start popping up and each of those spaces will have like a like a heading like 
you know nft hangout or uh, let's talk about photo nfts let's talk about music nfts you have all of these different spaces that will happen and then mm-hmm. like you just go and like hang out in these spaces and you listen and mm-hmm. somebody will say something about <laughs> one thing mm-hmm. or another and then you can okay. go so that's the thing like because there's so many Basically, projects yeah, being launched correct yeah and so eventually over a period of time you'll figure out okay this this website is like so there's rarity there's certain websites where you can go and see rarities of nfts uh, there mm. are some people who are like pretty trustworthy and if if they're like uh, if they're like championing a project it's generally a safe uh, bet right mm-hmm. uh, like i mean nothing is a safe bet in the space like <laughs> relatively <laughs> what i mean <laughs> safe is that okay it's yeah, not a I scam know, i know saying, yeah It's, yeah, yeah they're not right. yeah they're not going to take your your uh, crypto and run so <laughs> so you so that's that's basically how i how i do it and then if you find a community that you really are interested in like for example the warp audio community like some like that project is very interesting to me so i am mm. on their discord and uh, um you know <laughs> I, i i follow like whatever they're like posting and things like that okay so Yeah. So that's that's I've, basically I've Discord is also quite a a popular place to Yes. So know, every, everything everything like in the crypto in the crypto world in the web3 world mm. uh, most mm. of these conversations are happening on Twitter, Discord mm. and uh, to a lesser extent in my in my experience on uh, Clubhouse. Mm. So it's a very mm. text and audio kind of a thing. Mm. Um because uh, again niche you know, it's a niche crowd of people it's, yeah, not, yeah. it's not like an everybody uh, market yeah i get yeah. that as of now yeah but i think like over a period of time like it'll become more mainstream yeah uh, of course i mean but it's going to take some time the fact that uh, discussed in the last one and a half hours i think it's blown my mind and i've made like so many notes i scribbled down and said okay i need to like read up on this i need to find out more yeah. about this because i discussed in the last one and a half hours i think it's blown my mind and i've made like so many notes i scribbled down and said okay i need to like read up on this i need to find out more about this because i i have like a massive fomo i don't want to like miss out on things which are like trendy and especially if it's tech related because i i i really enjoy all of this but right. um I've realized that crypto and blockchain is something which I have a lot of catching up to do on evidently. <laughs> so, um and on like you know last thoughts on um you know your journey so far and, and given your relationship with Metaco and, and now your entry into the NFT space, what are your plans? Like uh, how do you see yourself uh, are you putting out more NFTs um Like, are you, do you have anything going on right now? And now, since you're in Canada as well, I'm I'm, I'm not sure how crypto works over there. But in India, crypto is still like a bit of a gray area. Though they basically said that any income from crypto is taxable, which is fine. But I just wanted to hear your thoughts on what your plans are going to be like. Okay. Um. So I I'm like. super confused basically um <laughs> that's kind of like my <laughs> that's kind of like Your my team, mental no? status at all time yeah <laughs> i'm always like in in like confusion i overthink things and uh, uh. i invent the things to worry about which don't exist so that's kind of my <laughs> <laughs> 
it's kind of who i am uh, in canada like it's a little bit clearer the law is a little bit clearer which basically like it's taxable they th- they this they think they they are calling it digital assets and they're saying like yeah. any kind of barters uh, selling whatever is like taxable depending on how you do it it can be classified as capital or uh, income um, yeah and uh, like uh, all the tax rates that apply generally apply to crypto as well that's that's all uh, i think they're cracking down uh, if they so the thing is blockchains are public ledgers right mm-hmm. so one of the interesting mm-hmm. things that happening is that uh, governments and like corporations because they've been getting in onto this uh, they mm-hmm. they're building like these data analysis tools that oh. analyze blockchains for information right so okay. they're able to they're able to figure out certain patterns uh, that give them an indication that okay such and such uh, person might be evading taxes or whatever like i don't know exactly how they do it oh, but wow. my understanding is they're okay. building the tools for this like these tools are mm. being built and governments are getting uh, very active act, more vigilant in the space than they have been and in terms of kyc requirements for exchanges and things like that those have become like pretty pretty stringent across the world um mm. Mm. so um so i think it it like you know uh, it, <laughs> uh that that is like that is like a common thread ac- across the world i think uh, yeah, different yeah, countries yeah, are like is. different spots but yeah that's kind of a common thread um what i'm planning to do so initially i thought like of a few different nft ideas but every time i think of an yeah. idea like the week after that the market changes like people the the nft <laughs> market dynamic, like somebody does yeah, something way it. cooler you know uh, somebody yeah. innovates like in in a way that's that just makes my idea obsolete so uh, <laughs> it's so, very dynamic that we yeah, i get it yeah so i i i feel like uh, be, like because i've already you know done this like one big sale i also mm. feel a little bit of pressure in the sense that i don't want to do something mm. um and have it like kind of like disappear or the trace <laughs> yeah so, uh, yeah so i i've been i've been basically sitting back and seeing what what's happening um i've been focusing on like you know my work <laughs> it was basically <laughs> like music and like you know writing and stuff like that that uh, yeah um so uh, like during the pandemic like there was no work absolutely no work but now like after the pandemic i've started getting like a few more projects and um mm. you know i'm getting some regular work so that's keeping me busy so like this okay. like you know for me it was first like it was crowdfunding then like i i i identified social media very early on but i, I and i kind of like made little bit of use of it but you know um I feel like I didn't, I do, still don't understand social media as as deeply as some appears do. Um yeah. but now it's like you, NFT and you, crypto. You you yeah, you understand NFTs, so social media should be a breeze for you now. Yeah, in the sense that um <laughs> how no, do I, I, I get how it, do like I say? I'm just, I'm I'm just, I'm just yanking your chain, it's okay. Yeah, but like no, I I, yeah. I I I don't know I, I'm saying like in terms of creating content that that will be popular mm, on mm. social media right that's ah, yeah, I, my yeah. brain doesn't work that way the whole virality thing yeah yeah, yeah yeah so i my brain doesn't work that way 
Um, think of it like this: it's it's because your brain didn't think you didn't work that way that you also had your connection with Metacom. Because if you were <laughs> yeah. like the usual, the mainstream commercial or like you know the so-called popular artists, then uh, none of them really have that kind of a presence on the NFT. And NFTs are the way forward. So, okay, and okay. I'm I'm, no, sh- I mean, I'm sure like yeah. The need I, to stay relevant, I understand. Like to constantly correct. innovate and be relevant, so that you know you keep sustain that interest in what you do. Uh, I think that that is every artist's uh, bane, so to speak. Correct. But, correct. Yeah. Uh, so that's that. That's kind of like. So I'm. I'm not. Um, I'm not uh, very actively developing any ideas or doing anything of that sort. I'm just kind of like mm. seeing, okay, what all are people are doing with this technology? Like, how is it evolving? Uh, mm. Because every day, so like, like initially it was collectibles. Then it became uh, the, uh, these profile picture projects. Then like these mm. membership NFTs have become like a thing now. Uh, mm. So like, for example, uh, there's this... Uh, yeah influencer called gary v um, yeah 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 so gary. he he has like a bunch of nfts that give people access to him to his time and whatever so if you have mm-hmm. like a gary v nft you can talk to gary v or you can meet him in person mm-hmm. or something something like that yeah because he's the brand you know? he is himself is the product yeah correct mm-hmm. correct yeah, and he's yeah, like yeah. so there's all of these people are doing this very interesting like uh you know, ideas. Uh, so I'm just waiting to see, okay, like, um, like I, I, <laughs> I have a few instincts about how NFTs will be used by the music industry. Um, but hmm. because I'm not a tech person and, uh, you know, that's, that's, uh, like, I, I just, whenever I have an idea, hmm. I'll write like a long ass essay and send it to like a bunch of friends who like, <laughs> <laughs> who are like in crypto and then you know i'll get no responses but um, <laughs> but maybe uh, now they will yeah. we will we, we promote this episode and say please <laughs> friends of kever please respond to his mails <laughs> yeah so but, that's yeah. that's kind of and uh, uh, like i'm just i'm just watching and, and waiting to see what happens and like if yeah. if i see, if i see something and i and also like i'm also waiting for it to become like a much more of a common thing uh, i guess mm-hmm. uh, within like the tamil art space um, yeah. yeah so yeah let's see looking forward to it too but i thank you that brings us to the end of this episode and i think uh, i have learned so much and i have also realized how little i know about this space but it i think it, it it's a starting point for everyone right and you have yeah. like you know led the way quite a bit and there's a lot of people a lot of artists who are looking up to you and who are looking at uh, this uh, you know this entire uh, this process as something uh, as a meaningful end to their art not end so to speak but like a meaningful like direction to uh, to their art and um, I, i'm hoping to see more of you in the news with more nfts and doing more work which you relate to and sticking to your uh, you know the path that you have created which has been very niche and very interesting and 
again thank you so much for taking the time out i know it's early there so uh, it's and i i'm glad that we finally got to do this episode because it's been in the works for so many months now yeah um yeah. so but thank you so much kevar it's been it's been lovely speaking to you and uh, i will keep bugging you with questions about nfts if i have any and sure, sure. i just want to ask you would you be open to other artists reaching out to you for advice on this Yeah yeah I mean like I don't know how useful my advice will be but like I I can go on like rants anytime so <laughs> <laughs> no, because I'm yeah. I can I can tell, I can give it to you in writing that there will be people who would be interested so if if yeah. that's the case then uh, I can ask them to reach out to me and then I can connect them with you I because I don't want to like you know publicize your email id So yeah, that's no, fine with like, you. Then I can I'm, do that. I'm very accessible on social media in general, Sandhya. So, any, oh, like okay. anybody who messages me on Instagram typically Instagram? gets a response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Typically, I respond yeah. to everything. And like okay, there have been so times perfect. when I've sent like unsolicited <laughs> voice notes to people. <laughs> like it's just like you know. So I I'm generally like uh, very You're easy. You're quite to, accessible that way. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. good good great so then i yeah like i you know boring people like lawyers we stick to the email route i mean i do respond to dms as well but i will definitely put your instagram handle in the show notes and uh, once again uh, I'm, i'm i'm really happy that we had this chance to talk and thank you so much it's been a incredible to us and very insightful one and uh, let's stay in touch Thank you everyone for tuning in uh, until the next episode see you soon